Local news, talk, sports, and the hits of the 60s, 70s, and 80s. Kane 107.5. Good morning and welcome to Bayou Sports here on a big Tuesday, October the 10th. Uh, of course, Monday Night Football, Major League Playoffs are going to National League games last night. Of course, we'll have uh, Coach Terry Martin on with the Lorville Tigers uh, approximately at 7.30. Uh, Coaches polls out. Uh, Louisiana High School sports writers polls are out for the uh, five different classifications. And uh, as always, today in sports history, but uh, last night, Monday night football over in uh, Las Vegas as uh, the Green Bay Packers uh, trying to uh, uh, get another win under the column. Uh, but uh, lead after three quarters, but uh, Las Vegas, the Raiders, score a touchdown in the fourth quarter to go on the winded ball game 17 to 13 jordan love uh having a, a decent night uh, not a great night he was 16 out of 30 for 182 yards uh aj Dillon, uh the big uh running back uh out for jones or in for jones i should say 20 carries for uh 76 yards and a score uh, as uh josh jacobs uh playing in here i believe his second game since uh coming back i uh, had 20 uh, attempts for 69 yards uh as the Raiders um, intercept uh, a Jordan Love three times uh, and hold on to beat the Packers, seventeen to thirteen. Yeah, and from what I, I didn't watch the game, I was watching baseball more than anything. I, you know, it just seemed from what I read, nobody wanted to win that game. Uh, from what I understand, uh, Josh McDaniels a baffling fourth down decision. Jimmy Garoppolo looked like he was stuck in mud, according to another story I read. Um, yeah, and that's fine with me uh, that uh, the Packers lost and nobody seemed to be able to shoot themselves in the foot worse. So, Yeah, man, and that game last night, like you said, uh, it, uh, it just a slow procedure. Neither team, uh, looking at the team stats, uh, Green Bay uh, held the ball for only 27 minutes, 26 seconds. Of course, the difference goes to the Raiders at 32-34. Green Bay had 285 yards of total offense. Uh, uh, the Raiders, uh, 279. Meanwhile, the passing games, uh, of course, this is net passing. Unlike collegiate football, when a quarterback drops back to throw and is sacked, it goes against uh, the team's uh, net passing, not the running totals like it is in college. So uh, Green Bay had 175 yards uh, in passing uh, to Las Vegas is 183. The Packers uh, ran the ball for 110 yards to 96 for the Raiders. Uh, meanwhile, uh, 19 to 18 in first downs uh, in Las Vegas' is, uh, favor. Green Bay was only 4 out of 12 on third downs. Meanwhile, uh, Las Vegas was 5 out of 13. Both teams converted their uh, fourth down tries, but they were both 1 for 1. And meanwhile, penalties, Green Bay just 3 for 18 yards. Uh, Las Vegas 4 for 28 uh, the uh, Green Bay sacked uh, uh, the Raiders quarterback two for seven yards, while uh, Love was tri- uh, sacked uh, four times for 25 yards. Uh, as I mentioned, three interceptions. Uh, Jordan Love had thrown to one for Jimmy Garoppolo. Uh, each team punted four times uh, in that. Uh, so uh, t- pretty much telling the story, uh, I think Las Vegas went to the game uh, basically at one, one and a half, maybe a two-point pick. Uh, depending uh, uh, which uh, betting parlors you might have visited. Uh, so in the meantime, uh, 
they got football all this week. Uh, I think they got collegiate games tonight. But uh, for next, yeah, I think Louisiana Tech is playing tonight. That is correct, and uh, so they've got a lot of football. I think I remember reading uh, last week. I think from now until Thanksgiving, I think they have a football game just about every night, uh, whether it be collegiate or professional football. I'm not sure if they counted the Canadian Football League, but they usually play on the weekends. Uh, meanwhile, uh, heading up this weekend's games in the professional circuit, uh, we're looking at the the Saints will travel to Houston to take on the Texans, who are two and three. The Saints three and two with a big win over uh, 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 Belichick uh, Sunday, and there are rumors running around too that he might uh, be uh, axed. Uh, I, I, that's something I saw this morning. Uh, the Heat's on him right now. He's zero and five. Uh, or one in five, four, uh, I think uh, Belichick is with uh, with the uh, New England, and I'm trying to see they they travel to Las Vegas uh, this weekend uh, to take on uh, the Raiders, who are two and three, while uh, New England's one and four. The Raiders a three point pick in that game. Uh, we'll see with Belichick. Uh, of course, he's got that. You know, he just doesn't excite anybody when he gets at those press conferences. He's just pretty dry in that. But he's had so much success, and you wonder how the thought process is. Was it Tom Brady getting him all that success? So uh, after Brady's departure, moving on to Tampa Bay for a couple of years, uh, uh, the uh, Patriots have um, have not uh, really played good football. So uh, interesting. And, you know, there was a lot of talk that, you know, he – pretty much puts his teams together. These are players he finds and drafts and picks, and uh, it's pretty much his team now. So uh, he was the one, uh, if he's going ahead and buy the groceries, he's the one making the groceries. So uh, we'll see how Belichick does in that uh, regard. And I think he's only, I'm trying to remember how many wins behind Don Shula he is. I want to say 15, 18 uh, wins to overtake uh the all-time lead in the NFL for wins by our coach is Shula somewhere in the, what, 327, somewhere in that figure. Uh, meanwhile, uh, Belichick some, somewhere up in the low 300s. So uh, he's a few games, uh, and the way he's playing right now might take him four or five years to win uh, uh, 18 games if that's what the uh, call is for. Meanwhile, elsewhere, uh, upcoming uh, Thursday night's game is Denver at Kansas City. Pretty be uh, pretty interesting. As Sean Payton has one and four in the year with the Broncos in his first year there. Meanwhile, Kansas City comes in uh, four and one. They're a ten and a half point uh, favorite over the uh, Broncos in that matchup. Forty nine being the over and under that game. Uh, other games: uh, Baltimore, Tennessee, Washington at Atlanta. Uh, meanwhile, uh, Minnesota will. Uh, Journey to uh, Chicago to take on the Bears, who are both one and four. Uh, Seattle journeys to Cincinnati to take on the two and three Bengals. Uh, elsewhere, San Francisco at Cleveland, Carolina at Miami, Indianapolis at Jacksonville, New England at Las Vegas. As I mentioned, Detroit at Tampa Bay. And Detroit's playing pretty good football right now. As the years they were down, they're four and one. They take on a three and one Tampa Bay team, Detroit. In Tampa Bay will be a three-point pick in that ball game. Meanwhile, Arizona at one and four uh, travels to Los Angeles to take on the Rams, who are six and a half point favorite. Philadelphia will be at the Jets uh, in New York. Uh, the Eagles are six and a half point pick. Meanwhile, uh, 
Sunday night's late game will have the Giants at Buffalo. Buffalo a 14-point pick in that game. The Giants are 1-4 with Buffalo 3-2. And, and the Monday night game next uh, week from uh, to yesterday is going to be Dallas at the Chargers. Dallas a two-point pick. Off uh, this week uh, or having buys at uh, Green Bay and Pittsburgh will not be playing uh, uh, football this weekend. So, meanwhile, uh, the other big news is the playoffs continue right now in the uh, National League. Last night, a couple games, one in Atlanta, and uh, the Dodgers right now have got to be scratching their heads. They're 0-2 against a team they dominated during the course of the season in their division, uh, the Arizona Diamondbacks. Uh, won the first game, uh, knocking out uh, 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 the star left-handed pitcher Crenshaw for the uh, Dodgers, where they hammer him for six runs before he uh, got even an out, I think, in the first game. And uh, the uh, Diamondbacks going to defeat the Dodgers 11-2 to in a game that was played uh, Saturday. Meanwhile, uh, last night, I stayed up to watch a little bit of this. Uh, Arizona jumps out to a 3 nothing lead. Uh, the Dodgers come back to score a run on a solo home run and uh, end up getting beat last night, uh, four to two. And they'll be heading to Arizona to play a couple ball games. Uh, and the Dodgers in a big hole uh, as they try to survive uh, <clears throat> against their, their division rivals. So the Dodgers won that uh, division by what, maybe 15 games. Uh, just uh, dominated yeah, in that neighborhood. Yeah, they just dominated uh, during the regular season. Uh, well, Arizona led the division for a while there did. in May, maybe even into June, before the Dodgers really separated themselves. So this is not a bad team, and um, yeah, it's it's a tough road to hoe for them. Uh, the Dodgers now, uh, the Orioles, and. Boy, Philadelphia almost uh, put the Braves in that same situation. A great catch uh, with one out in the bottom of the – or top of the ninth inning. Um, again uh, – And they double up Bryce Harper yeah, in the ball game. Bryce Harper was way too far. He's, he's trying to defend himself, but he's a third of the way to third base – when that ball is caught, and he was out by at least 20 feet. I mean, it was insane. And not only that, but, you know, when you're around second base on a situation like that, on a fly ball that's caught, you've got to come back and tag and second. He did. Yeah, and he did. He did. He did. But as you mentioned, he was out by a wide margin. Uh, you think if he'd have been just uh, uh, standing on second base, he probably would have made it back home uh, pretty easy because the ball got away on the relay and had to be picked up by Dodge, uh, by uh, a brave infielder to throw out to complete the double play uh, with that. So uh, you know, I, you're just about near second base when you see whether or not the ball is caught. And if it's not caught, uh, depending on uh, the bounce and those kind of things, you may score anyway and tie the game up. And by the way, uh, you know Philly was leading four to three, bottom of the eighth inning. Uh, the Braves a two-run homer that uh, saved their season, maybe. Yeah, they and were down. That catch. That's right. They were down four nothing heading into the bottom of the sixth and end up scoring a single run in the sixth, two in the seventh and eighth, and then the uh, double play. And the Braves only had four hits in that game. Uh, they had an unearned run that scored. Uh, the Phillies also had two couple errors in that game, but they had nine hits. But they didn't score a run after the fifth inning, taking a, a four to nothing lead into the bottom of the sixth, where the Braves uh, chopped away. Pardon the pun, uh, as they uh, uh, scored, as I mentioned, uh, five runs in the uh, sixth, seventh, and eighth to go on to win that ball game. So, uh, with that, uh, the Dodgers being down. Uh, uh, 
two games heading to Arizona. Uh, Dodgers, uh, who, who have a fine offense, and the, the Braves, for that matter, set a, a major league record, I think, hitting 307 home runs. They did hit, uh, I think, just one home run last night uh, in, in that game uh, uh, for uh, uh, the second playoff game uh, with that course. And the Braves uh, uh, struck out a bunch, too, uh, as I'm looking over the stats here. Uh, that's five, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve times they struck out in that ball game last night uh, with the uh, Phillies, and I'm trying to uh, uh, think about the the next game up in that series uh, will be played in uh, Philadelphia as they move on for two games. Meanwhile, uh, and uh, I'm trying to see who they don't have the pitchers uh, slated for those games tomorrow. Uh, with uh, uh, Atlanta and Philadelphia will be the second game. they got four playoff games uh, tomorrow. But uh, today it's Houston at Minnesota. That series is tied up at one apiece. Javier is going to throw for the Astros. Meanwhile, Gray for Minnesota. Javier was 10-5 and five in the regular season. Gray 8-8. Eight and eight. Meanwhile, uh, the other American League game with uh, Baltimore being down 0-2 to the Texas Rangers uh, with Bruce Bocci's, uh, uh And I wanted to say – when he was with the Giants, did he win all three of those oh, World yeah, Series, absolutely. 10, 12, and 14? Yep. yep. Uh, as the Giants won the World Series those uh, those three years, three out of five years, they were the World Series champs. Meanwhile, uh, Baltimore, Kramer's going to be throwing. He was 13-5 and five against Texas Evaldi, uh, who's 12-5 and five also. Uh, that'll be the late game tonight at uh, first pitch a little after seven, while Houston at Minnesota, that's going to be the afternoon game. And that'll be uh, sometime at uh, uh, after 3 o'clock as the Astros in Minnesota tied at one apiece, while Baltimore, who played was the surprise team in my eyes during the course of the season, who had lost 100 games just two years ago, they now uh, in the whole 0-2 uh, with the uh, 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 Rangers. And uh, with that, uh, they've got to find a way to fight back uh, tonight. So, uh We'll see how those games will play out. Of course, Minnesota betting favorite in the game this afternoon, while Texas uh, is the betting favorite uh, tonight over in Arlington where they'll be playing. So uh, Major League Baseball uh, is up in the air. And then, Jeff, uh, of course, I see today you're wearing your uh, uh, Blackhawks uh, jersey. Puck night. That's right. Now, correct me, not being the hockey fan that you are, is this the opening of the season? It or is. just uh, uh, Okay. Opening of the regular season for three games. And, and a lot of games tomorrow night. And w- how many uh, exhibition of preseason games? They only games? play six preseason That's games. That's all? And it uh, lasts uh, only about two weeks. They play, uh, and they play a home and home against three different teams. And, and I, I say that that's what the Blackhawks have done consistently over the last several years. And I'm assuming most other teams uh, have a s- similar thing. And they play fairly close. Uh, they played St. Louis. They played Detroit. They played Minnesota. And, uh, you know, keeps travel light, uh, but gives them an opportunity to, uh, you know, loosen up a little bit. Anyway, uh, uh, with that, you know, uh, uh, with hockey and, uh, of course, we'll see what the Boston Bruins can do this year. Set all kind of team records last year, but couldn't get out of the first round. And if my memory serves me correctly, wasn't it the Lightning that took them down in the uh, first se- playoff series last year. Pretty sure. After setting a team record of uh, points and all with uh, wins, I believe, also. And uh, they can't even get out of the uh, first round. Uh, of course, you'll wonder 
how they'll go today. Of course, Las Vegas in what their sixth year in uh, hockey uh, win the uh, the Stanley Cup. Uh, and uh, did they, any big trades uh, with course during the year that send players to different teams uh, will shake up maybe the league a little bit? I, I cannot think of any big trades, uh, big free agent signings. Uh, obviously, uh, Blackhawks excited about Connor Bedard. And, oh, true. You know, uh, uh, that kind of a situation. I, I did see some uh, – extension of contracts some major extension of contracts uh, but i i didn't and, and believe me i could have missed something but i don't recall big uh big okay. uh, trades right. or anything uh, like that, that might shake up things and all but uh by the way puck drops uh, the first of three games tonight at 4 30 uh, nashville taking on tampa bay uh, then the blackhawks and penguins and seven and golden knights raise their banner at 9 30 well sometime before then Taking on the other uh, most recent expansion team, uh, Seattle Kraken, at 9.30. So hockey, uh, we're in gear right now for uh, the National Hockey League uh, playing their first games tonight to open the season on the ice. And uh, we'll see how, uh, in what, 82 games during the course of the year? Yes. Or matches, I should say. And uh, with that, same as uh, the NBA. Yes. Uh, 82 games Used in the regular to be season. One of them was 80, the other 82. Uh, I, I don't know when they balanced it. Maybe when the NHL added more teams or the NBA added more teams. Uh, used to be a separation of two, but, yeah, 82 apiece now. Yeah, it seems like I can remember uh, years ago, I mean, years ago when uh, the National Basketball Association, usually the uh, championship games were played uh, in the first week of May or last week in uh, April, but now those games stretch well into June uh, for championship games and uh, hockey uh, too, for that matter, doesn't it? Into June before uh, uh, a champion is declared in the uh, Yeah, usually Cup. it is at least. Uh, they could probably shorten those first couple of rounds, uh, but they play seven games Four rounds of playoffs. Um, it's a little excessive, but um, yeah, it's it's all about the dollar. Oh yes, today uh, television controls a lot of those games too. In, in that regard, so uh, with that, uh, of course, uh, should have uh, Coach Terry Martin on uh, in the next uh, few minutes uh, on here on Bayou Sports. But uh, still, a lot to talk about. We, Coaches poll for collegiate uh, teams have come out. Also, the Louisiana Sports Writers Association uh, for the top ten for the five classifications. And uh, also, I wanted to pull this up. You know, we talk about mostly uh, LSU and uh, UL, uh, some Tulane, and uh, and the Saints uh, and teams and the Pelicans for that matter. Uh, but I wanted to pull up. Uh, we didn't talk about some of the other collegiate teams in the state with their football season. LSU, of course, four and two, take on Auburn this weekend. Louisiana Tech three and four. They play tonight uh, on national television. Two one of three games tonight. Yeah, uh, Tulane at four and one. Louisiana Christian College. That they used to be the old Louisiana College up in uh, Alexandria. They're six and zero oh right now, and uh, they've. Uh, Who are they playing though? Yeah, well, no. they've moved up. They, they used to play in the NAIA. I do believe, and they brought back football a few years ago. They had they dropped it back in the I guess seventies or maybe even the eighties, 
of course, uh, the Cajuns are also four and two, uh, and uh, I think they're off this weekend too. Meanwhile, uh, ULM uh, Terry Bowden is two and three. Grambling, the Tigers up in uh, Grambling are three and three on the year. Southern right now is two and three. Nickel State, uh, I should say Nichols, uh, comes in at also two and three. And the other state universities that play uh, football. Northwestern's 0-5, Southeastern's 0-6, and McNeese is 0-6. Ouch. Yes. So uh, those schools, the Demons, the Lions, and the uh, Cowboys uh, have a And the Lions years. and Cowboys, generally better uh, Division Two schools. Or yes. Uh, FCS schools. That's but, right. Uh, Nichols got a little national uh, uh, recognition over the weekend. Apparently one of their... Receivers made a spectacular catch that made uh, some highlight reels on ESPN and maybe other networks. But right now, uh, so those teams, uh, Northwestern, Southeastern, and McNeese, are uh, right now looking for a first win. So uh, let's see how they do. And, of course, New Iberia native uh, Frank Selfo is a football coach and has done pretty well uh, at Southeastern in the uh, five or six years that he's been there. But uh, trying to scratch this year so far, uh, trying to win a game along with McNeese and uh, Northwestern up at Losing uh, all their Nacogdoche. good players to the transfer portal. Yeah, as a young man uh, from Lauraville, as, uh, as one of the starting cornerbacks for the LSU Tigers. So, uh, Zai Alexander, who was a fine high school football player, too, who went to Southeastern, I believe, for two, possibly three years and uh, got into the portal and moved on to LSU. And uh, with uh, Lauraville Tigers coming up, we're going to have uh, Coach Terry Martin on in the next few minutes, but it's time to take our first break. You're listening to Bayou Sports here on a big uh, Tuesday, uh, October the 10th. We'll be back with more right after this. Hey, guys, if you're looking for the top golf experience in Iberia Parish, you need to look no further than Kane Row Golf and Turf Club. Low or high handicappers will enjoy the beautiful greens, the recently refurbished sand traps, and incredibly plush fairways. And by the way, you don't have to be a golfer to enjoy Cane Row. The brand new clubhouse sports some of the best burgers, pizza, wings, and many other choices along with absolutely the best, most potent margaritas that you've ever tried. So whether it's golf, food, or just some fun, come to Cane Row and enjoy. Is it time for a new roof or to repair the old one? Hi, this is Jake Blanchard with L.A. Classic Roofing. We're a third-generation roofing contractor that has been in the business for over 70 years. As a locally owned and operated company, we're also licensed and insured for your peace of mind. We offer free estimates and a $100 referral fee for full roof replacement. Check us out on Facebook at L.A. Classic Roofing. And the number to call is 465-3888. L.A. Classic Roofing, professional roofing solutions since the 1950s. Nowadays, none of us can be without adequate insurance coverage, but we still want to be sure we're getting the best value for the money. That's why so many people call the Schwing Insurance Agency to get a quote. The Schwing family has been handling the insurance needs of businesses and homeowners for almost 80 years. You can depend on Schwing Insurance to find the coverage you need at the best price. So before you buy a new policy or renew an existing one, call the Schwing Insurance Agency for a quote at 365-2357. Schwing Insurance, 300 East Main, across from the shadows. Wire interscholastic sports called the last classroom of the day because they teach students important life lessons like teamwork accountability and perseverance school sports are so much more than a game they're about developing the whole person that's why they're an essential part of every student's education encourage your student to participate in the last classroom of the day interscholastic sports in louisiana this message presented by the lhsaa and the louisiana high school athletic directors association 
Now back to Bayou Sports. Phone lines are open to talk sports at 367-1240. Welcome back to Bayou Sports here on Kane Radio, FM 1075 and AM 1240. And on the line with us is head football coach of the Lowerville Tigers, uh, Terry Morton. Good morning, Coach, and welcome to the show. Good morning, y'all. Thank you all for having me on this morning. Yeah, Coach, uh, a nice win for you last week. Uh, of course, that game was carried here on Kane Radio. Uh, the Tigers come up with a big 47-20 to win over West St. Mary, the Wolfpack. And could you, for our listeners, uh, give us a little uh, synopsis of the game last Friday night and then, of course, your your next opponent, uh, the Franklin Hornets, uh, Coach? Right, man. And we, uh, we actually we started off a little slow uh, last Friday. Uh kind of a, a, a weird game at the beginning. Uh, we, we actually played really well defensively. Uh, you know, limited. I want to say they, they didn't have a first down. I don't know if they had a first down in the first half. They may not have. And, uh, and, and after several minutes, you know, the score was 14 to 14. And, I, you know, and you're kind of wondering how in the hell did that happen? Uh, you know, that, and then for those who were there, you know, we did. Uh, our quarterback was, you know, was under some pressure. And he was trying to throw the ball away, but ended up throwing it kind of across his body. Which, as most people know, you know, anytime you go in one direction and you throw the ball across your body the other direction, it normally results in an interception. And he was actually trying to throw it away, and one of their kids picked it off and returned it to about the four yard line. And uh, so, you know, they ended up scoring a touchdown there, uh, you know, basically a four or five yard drive. And then uh, one of the weirder plays I've seen in my career, you know, we stopped them again, and then they're punting the ball. And their punter actually punted the ball straight up in the air, and it never crossed the line of scrimmage. They, uh, you know, they, one of their kids ends up catching it, which I'm thinking it's a dead ball. You know, I, I had no idea that there, there is an actual rule. If the ball doesn't cross, anytime the ball's punted, if it doesn't cross the line of scrimmage, then either team can catch the ball and can advance it. And so uh, once their kid caught it, you know, he caught it, he kind of looked around, and everybody stopped. Everybody thought the play was dead. He actually bends over and puts the ball on the ground and is getting ready to run off on the sideline. All of our kids start running off the field, thinking that our offense is coming on the field. And one of his coaches started hollering at him, and, you know, and good for him, because the kid picks the ball up, takes off running, and scores a touchdown. And so, you know, there, there was a lot of confusion for a while. You know, we questioned the, the, the call, but the, the referee was able to, to state the rule pretty specifically that, you know, that he was able to return the ball. We didn't block the ball. The, the kid just punted it and went straight up in the air. And so uh, now it's 14-14. And, uh, again, they still hadn't gotten the first down, still hadn't had any kind of drive, and the game's tied. So, you know, needless to say, we were pretty frustrated. Uh, you know, I, I was thinking, you know, here's all that bad luck homecoming stuff. And, uh but fortunately, we were able to fix a couple of our protection errors. We did make some errors in the first half. Uh, we had kids, you know, step into the wrong gap. Uh, we had uh, one kid wide open for a touchdown on a play-action pass, but the, the, one of our backs missed his protection, and so we ended up with a sack. So it was just a lot of frustrating things early on, and, uh, but fortunately, we, we, we got it fixed and ended up pulling away, you know, in the second half and coming, you know, coming away with a good win. Not a big part of that. Uh improved play was uh, receivers catching the ball and Hayden finding them. Well, yeah, right. And again, like I said, a lot of it just had to do with the protection. You know, once we, once we were able to show them, you know, the things that we, we messed up, uh, you, you know, things got a lot better. And, uh, you know, I, and again, I, I thought that this was probably one of the better homecomings we've had as far as the kids being focused, you know, you know, really concentrating on football. And we had one of our better practices of the, of the year on the Wednesday 
So, uh, you know, overall, we, we ended up, you know, fortunately able to come away with a win. And, you know, nobody really get, you know, hurt or get in kind of trouble or anything like that. So so now we can just focus on football and, and you know, boy, boy, do we ever need it? Because, uh, you know, I, I'm just waiting for, for that Franklin team to blow up because they, I think they're probably the most physically talented team definitely we've seen so far. Maybe they will see all year. Uh, They've they got a really, really talented group. And it seems that they get better and better as the season goes along. So I'm hoping that, you know, we can really – you know, do the things that we're planning on doing, do them right, and limit their big plays because, like I said, uh, they, they are very physically a very talented team. You know, since we talked Saturday morning, I'm sure you've had a better chance to uh, analyze what they offer. And I know we talked about speed uh, when I talked to Coach Liuza, who took him on on Friday night. He talked about speed, but uh, specifically, uh, what are some of the things they do so well? It's, man, it's not just, you know, not only they're always fast. I mean, obviously, they, they always got a ton of speed, but they have great size, too. Uh, and, and, you know, they're, they're, they have a, two of the better defensive linemen I've seen so far on film. As far as they really big kids look like they're really strong, but, man, they can move. They really move well. And so, you know, again, we, you know, we're going to probably have to kind of limit some of the things that we run. And uh, they, they put so much pressure on you defensively because, because of their speed and talent. They, they, you know, they, they're a team that puts, I would think, more people in the box than anybody else we play. Uh, you know, you may have heard some teams talk about a bear front. You know, they, 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 they like to run, especially when you don't have a tight end, more of a bear front where they have every offensive lineman covered up plus two linebackers. And then they're able to play. They're so talented again, play cover zero, where they, they play pure man. There's nobody in the middle of the field. And it, it really limits what you're able to do when you run the ball because you just don't have enough blockers. And, you know, so that, that puts a lot of pressure on you. And, uh, and then, again, it, they, they can put pressure on you throwing the ball. So you have to, you know, make sure you do maybe throw more of the quick game where you can get the ball off quickly. And you have to have a couple of things where, you know, whether, you know, I don't know if you can beat them physically, beat the main coverage, but try to have a few concepts where to take advantage of, hopefully we can take advantage of it because they play cover zero, where we can maybe get some guys open. Because it, if you can complete the ball and they miss, there's nobody left in the backfield to tackle you, you know. So you can have a lot of big plays if you're able to get the ball off. So those are the things we're kind of working on this week, and, and hopefully we can have you know success with it. Well, Coach, uh, with uh, their size and their speed, do they do they have? I don't know the size of their team, but uh, do, like you, do they play a lot of kids both ways? They do. They do have. You know, again, their their numbers are limited. For you know, uh, for a lot of two A schools, we do have to have. I would say probably. I'm just thinking about when we did their personnel chart, at least six, seven kids who play on both sides of the ball. And that's the thing, too. You know, one of the reasons a team like that, why they get better, not only they, they learn better with, with, you know, what the coaches want them to do, but as you get later in the season, the game conditioning gets better, the temperatures drop a little bit, and now they can have, you know, some of their best guys on the field the whole time. And that's why, you know, a team like that, you you know, you, you can maybe take advantage of some things when you play them early in the season, but the later it gets in the season, you don't want to play a team like that because, you know, they get better and better, get in better shape. And so we're kind of catching them, you know, midway. So hopefully, you know, again, we can do the things we need to do. It, you know, it seems like it's always a battle with, you know, even the times we've, we've won by a comfortable score, uh, it, it, it's a fight because they're, they're so talented and, they, and again, they're so physical. Uh, you know, just some really good football players. So, you know, it, it, it's really a challenge, and uh, like I said, because of what they do, 
And then they have such speed on the edge. You know, they have uh, one or two kids who are already committed, you know, to play college football. They have uh, one of the better players, and uh, his name is Jayshon Johnson. He's about six feet tall, but he really, really runs well. Uh, plays receiver for him, plays free safety. He's, uh, I think he's been starting for them at least three years. And with a guy like that, you know, at any time they can throw up a, a prayer, and that sucker goes and gets it. So, you know, we're going to have to really make sure that we keep him, we stay on top of all those things. Uh, last year he was able to get one or two on us, so I'm just hoping that we can keep him in front of us the whole time. We're probably going to have to play a little bit more uh, two high pass type coverages just to, you know, to keep him in front of us. And hopefully we can kind of contain, contain him at least a little bit, you know, and give our offense a, a little bit better chance. And with that, Coach, with the great weather we've had uh, recently, of course, uh, we, they're talking about some rain showers Wednesday, maybe again Friday. But uh, with right. that, the hydration period, uh, did y'all go through a hydration period uh, each quarter uh, last Friday well, night? Still, right. We still had it. And, and now once you get into October, uh, they can stop if, you know, if, if the refs deem it, if they need, it's okay to do it but you still have the option to continue it. So I guess it kind of depends on the crew and how the weather will be. Uh, I, I would think that the weather's supposed to be better. Like you said, we're expecting a lot of rain Wednesday, uh, possible rain Friday morning with another front coming through. So this may be the week that they actually stop doing it. But, but again, it, it's kind of at the discretion of, of the officials uh, as far as for making that decision. Yeah, I know uh, you, you were without Blake Delcom on Friday night, I believe, for the rest of the season, uh, you expect, and any other injury issues? Uh, we we probably uh, may have one other kid that, that may be done. Uh, and actually, it's kind of a freak off the field accident. Uh, one of our receivers, he had a couple of big games early in the season, John Munlin, uh, may, be, may be done for, for the season. Well, I'm not sure yet. He's actually being evaluated this morning. So, But I, I'm pretty sure we won't have him Friday, uh, which really hurts again because, you know, he's a good at, at least – a six-two, you know, six-three kid who can run really well. Uh, he's really helped us in our passing game. But I'm pretty sure we will not have him on Friday. I, I'm going to find out later on today just how long that possibly might be. But, but you know, once again, you know, just that we still every once in a while getting these injuries to guys who play a lot. So hopefully, you know, we don't have too many more. There you go. Well, coach, uh, again, always a pleasure. Uh, anything fans need to know about uh, Friday's home game? Uh, again, just a regular. Uh, home game for us we do have a jv game we're playing actually south side tonight at six o'clock in lorville our junior high team plays thursday i want to say they're playing st martinville once again at home at six o'clock and uh we will have a, a little addition on friday we can actually honor our peewee football teams uh the lorville area teams we're going to recognize the, the the kids and the, uh, the coaches at halftime which is uh, you know something i used to do at my other schools you know just to try to keep those kids coming around keep them interested but other than that, just you know, I think we'll have a good crowd again. We had a great crowd last week, uh, and I'm hoping that kind of continues. But uh, otherwise, again, you know, hopefully that weather's you know starting to get a little bit more like football weather. I noticed yesterday the kids were uh, were jumping around a little more uh, than they normally do, and I always I always kind of laugh and say whenever it starts cooling off, it's like that little coat in the field that you see running around and then jumping around. The kids can definitely feel it. They start getting a little bit extra energy, and you know, it just makes it a little more fun. So I'm I'm kind of looking forward to that. No doubt. Coach, always a pleasure. I will look forward to recapping it Saturday morning as well, but best of luck on Friday. Thank you all very much. I'll have a good rest of the week. Yeah, good luck to you, Coach. Thank you, man. Take care. All right, uh, Jeff, uh, of course, uh, the Lorville Tigers are uh, doing pretty well right now. And uh, as always, uh, I've got the uh, 
Louisiana Sports Writers uh, High School Football Polls that came out uh, yesterday. And uh, with that, we'll start off in 5A. Uh, but in 5A, uh, of course, Edna Carr right now uh, uh, is leading the pack with seven first-place votes, followed by defending uh, champion, the Destrahan Wildcats. They're also 6-0 uh, and on the year. Uh, with that, followed by Zachary, also garnered a first-place vote. Destrahan had four, followed by Ruston, Karen Crow, Acadiana at six, Karen Crow at five. Holy Cross, Scott Watney's team, uh, had journeyed into the uh, top 10 of 5A last week with a win over uh, John Curtis, beat St. Augustine by the score of 55 to 30 uh, this past weekend. East St. John, a team that Holy Cross has to play late in the year, along with uh, Catholic High Baton Rouge and John Curtis, who was beaten again uh, uh, last uh, weekend, Friday night, uh, by uh, I'm trying to think who else. Uh, I think it was Rummel. Maybe, I believe so, yeah. That beat uh, John Curtis for their second loss of the year. Uh, with that, of course, other teams receiving votes. Uh, Southside garnered 19 votes in the area. Uh, nobody else uh, in that regard in our area receiving votes. Elsewhere in the 4A poll, St. Thomas More, the Cougars, still on a roll. They uh, garnered all 12 place votes with their 6-0 and record, followed by LCA, who these teams got to face off, along with, uh, I think, Westgate's got to play uh, both of these teams. Neville comes in at uh, third, followed by North DeSoto. Warren Eastern, which is ineligible. They're 2-3 and three on the year. They come in at five. Lutcher at six. Turlings uh, Catholic at uh, seventh, who the, uh, yellow, who the uh, uh, Tigers of Westgate uh, were defeated by last Friday night. Coming in at eighth, West Feliciana, then Archbishop Shaw, and then Westgate uh, fell from fifth to tenth with that defeat of uh, Turlings Catholic. In the three, uh, oh, excuse me, uh, others receiving votes. Cecilia got a few votes. Opelousas also. Cecilia is right out of the tenth spot. They received 29 uh, votes along with Opelousas. Only had three uh, in that, and those are the local teams are uh, garnering votes uh, in the 4A poll. In the 3A poll, University uh, garnered 12 of the uh, 10 of the 12 votes. They're five and one on the year, followed by E.D. White out of Thibodeau with two. St. James, Sterlington up north, Louisiana uh, above Monroe, Gina, Union Parish. That is uh, basically uh, up there in uh, uh, Franklin Parish. Uh, I mean uh, Union Parish uh, up there in uh, um, Farmerville. Uh, Parkview Baptist, who Catholic High beat early in the year, they come in at seventh. Madison Prep at eighth. St. John uh, John F. Kennedy in New Orleans uh, ninth, and St. Louis of Lake Charles. Other teams receiving vote in the area is none in our local area. Also in the 2A poll, Calvary Baptist, uh, numero uno, they t- came in with uh, 10 of the 12 votes. Uh, St. Charles Catholic, uh, the defending champ in select, uh, has two first place, first place votes. They're uh, second. Newman is third. Oak Grove, Dunham out of Baton Rouge, five. Episcopal out of Baton Rouge, six. North Lake Christian at uh, seventh. Notre Dame out of Crawley at eighth. Manny, uh, ninth. And Ascension Episcopal, who was 11th last week, and with their defeat of uh, Catholic High last Friday night by a score of 30-17, to 17, they move in the 10th spot. Meanwhile, others receiving votes in the uh, 2A poll. Catholic High garners 15 votes. Meanwhile, Lorville comes in with four. No other teams in this area uh, 
who have garnered any votes. In the single-A poll, uh, a Washington Christian uh, had all 12 first-place votes, while Vermilion Catholic, the Screaming Eagles, come in at second, followed by Southern Lab, Homer up in North Louisiana, H-O-M-E-R, Kentwood, Riverside Academy, St. Mary's, Logansport, Haynesville, St. Martin's, other teams in the area with votes. Generate garnered three votes. They had a big win uh, last uh, Friday night as they beat Hanson Memorial. Uh, the score escapes me right now, but uh, maybe 20. 28-26 in overtime. Yeah, uh, so a great ball game. And the Tigers, uh, the surprise team, of course, last year had a playoff game for the first time in many years. Anyway, uh, it's just about time uh, to take another break. You're listening to Bayou Sports here on Kane Radio, FM 107.5 and AM 1240. We'll be back with more right after this. Athletic field provides challenges that test the competitor. It is in that challenge that you realize you can accomplish things you have never thought you could accomplish. I am Jacob Landry, and I'm running for state representative in District 49. I've created hundreds of jobs, good-paying jobs, that families can build prosperous lives based on those jobs. This is my challenge, and I need your help. Your vote and your support will ignite a bright new future for all of us. Paid for by the Jacob Landry for Louisiana campaign. Is it time for a new roof or to repair the old one? Hi, this is Jake Blanchard with L.A. Classic Roofing. We're a third-generation roofing contractor that has been in the business for over 70 years. As a locally owned and operated company, we're also licensed and insured for your peace of mind. We offer free estimates and a $100 referral fee for full roof replacement. Check us out on Facebook at L.A. Classic Roofing. And the number to call is 465-3888. L.A. Classic Roofing, professional roofing solutions since the 1950s. With more than 50 years of pain diagnosis and pain relief experience, Headache and Pain Center offers the latest in interventional pain relief techniques at two locations in Gray and here in New Iberia. Compassionate board certified physicians and the caring staff offer minimally invasive ultrasound and fluoroscopy guided procedures that diminish or eliminate pain without open surgery, opioids, or major downtime. When you're in pain, you know who to call. Headache and Pain Center, 337-560-0880 or go to AnswerToPain.com. Celebrating 75 years in business, Danos has been setting the standard for generations. Become a part of something bigger and join the team. We're currently hiring for drivers, warehousemen, riggers, crane operators, and forklift operators to work out of Port Fouchon. So apply now at Danos.com or call 1-833-GO-DANOS. Great jobs, great people. That's Danos. Now back to Bayou Sports on the all-new Kane 107.5. Welcome back to Bayou Sports here on a big Tuesday, October the 10th. Uh, with that, uh, of course, uh, polls, more polls. Uh, of course, the new coaches poll, top 25, released for week seven as a top three Georgia, Michigan, Ohio State remain undisturbed after all three handled their business Saturday. However, there are some changes uh, after that. Uh, Florida State and Penn State each moving up a spot to round out the top five. Washington jumped from eighth to sixth. Oklahoma now finds itself in the top ten at number seven after beating the Texas Longhorns. Of course, the Longhorns fall from fourth down to 11th with a loss, while USC dropped from seventh to ninth uh, after barely surviving uh, against Arizona in triple overtime 
over the weekend. Elsewhere, Miami is out of the top 25 after its disastrous uh, and uh, loss with to Georgia Tech. Uh, and meanwhile, Fresno State also dropped out after losing to Wyoming. Number 22, UCLA, and number 24, Kansas, took their places. Meanwhile, Louisville moved up 10 spots while uh, handling the Notre Dame and the Fighting Irish. They fell from the 10th as a result of the Cardinals' 33-20 victory over the Fighting Irish. And leading, of course, is off is Georgia, followed by Michigan, Ohio State, Florida State uh, in at four. And if the uh, college football playoff would uh, – uh, start uh, this weekend. Looks like uh, the two Big Ten teams, along with the uh, SEC and ACC teams. Meanwhile, Penn State, keep an eye on. They're at fifth, followed by Washington, as we mentioned, Oklahoma seventh, Oregon at number eight, UCL, uh, USC at nine, Alabama cracks back into the top ten at number ten, followed by Texas, North Carolina, Ole Miss also comes in at 13th. Uh, meanwhile, Oregon State uh, at 14th, followed by Louisville, Utah, the Utes, Tennessee, the Volunteers, Duke, uh, Washington State, LSU at number 20, Notre Dame 21, UCLA 22, Kentucky after losing uh, uh, this past weekend to uh, Georgia, big score 51 to 14, I believe, or 13. Uh, they fell to 23rd, Kansas at 24th, and Missouri at 25th, who uh, LSU defeated uh, 49-39 uh, this past weekend. Of course, uh, with that, uh, the rankings unveil some uh, uh, more. But in the meantime, week seven of the college 2023 football season begins Tuesday night with a trio of games, as you mentioned earlier, Jeff. And uh, as I think I mentioned last week uh, in Bayou Sports, uh, with that, uh, the uh, we'll have a college football game every day. And uh, sometimes around Thanksgiving uh, when the season uh Pretty much uh, the regular season will end uh, in collegiate football. But in the meantime, the college games on tap tonight. Uh, Louisiana Tech uh, will uh, get on the road, travel to Middle Tennessee. Uh, that's a 6 o'clock uh, kickoff. That's going to be on the CBS Sports Network uh, tonight uh, with a kickoff at 6. Uh, Middle Tennessee, a three-point pick. Also, a uh, Sunbelt game uh, for interested Raging Cajun fans as Coastal Carolina at 2-3 and three takes on Appalachian State, who is 3-2. Appalachian State, a five-and-a-half point pick in that game. That's a 6-30 kickoff. That's going to be on ESPN2, the over and under at 60 of that game. I'm sure Cajun fans will have an eye on that. Meanwhile, uh, another game on tap will be on ESPNU. Uh, is that uh, Liberty, who at 5-0, and I think one of the remaining, they have a few uh, teams in FBS that are undefeated, Liberty being one of them. They take on Jacksonville State at 5-1. and Jacksonville State, uh, the head football coach there, Rich Rodriguez is the head football coach at uh, Jacksonville State. And uh, we'll see what uh, they'll do. Of course, Liberty out so of – got another son over there or something? Because uh, that seems to be where – Rich Rodriguez goes where his kids are. Yeah, it, it looks that way. Of course, Jacksonville State is in Alabama. Yes. You know, and they have a Jacksonville, which is out of Jacksonville. So two different programs there. The original Jacksonville had the artist Gilmore and Lynn Barrymore group uh, 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 that uh, ended up being beat by UCLA in the what was it, the 70-71 championship game? I'm telling my age right now. But in the meantime, so Jacksonville State, who's trying to make a move into the, uh, uh, I want to say, the uh, FBS rankings uh, with that. Uh, they, along with James and Madison, 
that's in the uh, UL Sunbelt Conference, but they're not eligible, believe it or not, for uh, for bowl games uh, with that because of how the NCAA has structured things. Of course, Jacksonville State and James Madison are thriving while ineligible. James Madison has uh, been one of the best programs over the last few years. James Madison isn't eligible yet? That's right. That's right. Both teams are already being one win away shy of bowl eligibility. Either one will be able to play in one, if you can believe it. And how it works, the NCAA has a two-year transition. Okay, two years. I thought it was one. Yeah, I did too. Uh, To dissuade teams from leveling up to FBS before they're ready to give uh, them time to build up necessary infrastructure and during this time teams are ineligible to play in bowl games of course just last week the ncaa increased the transition application fee from five thousand to five million to further can you believe that you know i can understand fifty thousand or maybe even a half million but from fifty five thousand to five million Anyway, of course, Jacksonville State and along with uh, James Madison begin their transitions last year, so they won't be eligible for until next season unless there aren't enough eligible six-win teams to uh, take, what, 40-plus football bowl games. Anyway, the teams, Jacksonville State, Alabama-based, the Gamecocks play in Conference USA under second-year coach Rich Rodriguez. Meanwhile, the Harrisonburg, Virginia-based uh, Dukes, that's uh, James Madison, play in the Sun Belt under fifth-year coach uh, Kirk Signetti. Uh, like uh, most transitioning uh, teams, the Gamecocks spent last year still in FCS going 9-2 and two and winning the A-Sun before the Conference USA season. The Dukes perennial FCS uh, contender were unique in that they joined the Sun Belt right away, finishing 8-3 and three last season and becoming the first first-year FBS program to be ranked in the top 25. And of note, not all FBS newcomers are thriving. Sam Houston, which joined Conference USA this year along with Jacksonville State, are currently 0-5, and it's not just football, but the NCAA has similar rule in basketball with programs enduring four years of postseason ineligibility while transitioning to Division One. Bellarmine uh, AS, uh, A-Sun tourney champ in 22 and Mary Mack, the NEC tourney champ in 23, both were on the wrong side of that unpopular rule in recent years. So uh, with that, of course, Jack State goes for win number six tonight against Liberty, one of 14, that's what it was, undefeated FBS team. So a uh, lot going on uh, football uh, tonight and uh, got a couple more games, I do believe, uh, uh, I think maybe one or possibly two uh, tomorrow night. Uh, we I'm do seeing it. two, UTEP at FIU and Sam Houston, uh, the aforementioned, yes. at New Mexico State. Yes, so uh, those are the games on tap tomorrow night, uh, UTEP at Florida. And Mid-majors Ash. get to shine midweek. Yeah, that's right. They're on ESPN2 while uh, the Sam Houston-New Mexico uh, State game is on uh, the CBS Sports Network. And with that, time to take another break. You're listening to Bayou Sports here on a big Tuesday, October the 10th, here on FM 107.5 and AM 1240. We'll be back with more right after this. Nowadays, none of us can be without adequate insurance coverage, but we still want to be sure we're getting the best value for the money. That's why so many people call the Schwing Insurance Agency to get a quote. The Schwing family has been handling the insurance needs of businesses and homeowners for almost 80 years. You can depend on Schwing Insurance to find the coverage you need at the best price. So before you buy a new policy or renew an existing one, call the Schwing Insurance Agency for a quote at 365-2357. Schwing Insurance, 300 East Main, across from the shadows. 
Studios. With more than 50 years of pain diagnosis and pain relief experience, Headache and Pain Center offers the latest in interventional pain relief techniques at two locations in Gray and here in New Iberia. Compassionate board certified physicians and the caring staff offer minimally invasive ultrasound and fluoroscopy guided procedures that diminish or eliminate pain without open surgery, opioids, or major downtime. When you're in pain, you know who to call. Headache and Pain Center, 337-560-0880 or go to answertopain.com. Hey guys, if you're looking for the top golf experience in Iberia Parish, you need to look no further than Cane Row Golf and Turf Club. Low or high handicappers will enjoy the beautiful greens, the recently refurbished sand traps, and incredibly plush fairways. And by the way, you don't have to be a golfer to enjoy Cane Row. The brand new clubhouse sports some of the best burgers, pizza, wings, and many other choices along with absolutely the best, most potent margaritas that you've ever tried. So whether it's golf, food, or just some fun, come to Cane Row and enjoy. I am Jacob Lander, and I'm tired of seeing Louisiana fumble away good-paying jobs to our neighbors across the Sun Belt. That's why I'm running for state representative of District 49, because bringing opportunity back to Louisiana is a touchdown for all of us. As your next state representative, I will work hard to expand vocational training programs so that all of our people can have the tools to succeed. I am Jacob Landry, and I am a proven job creator. All I need is your support and your vote. Paid for by the Jacob Landry for Louisiana campaign. Now back to Bayou Sports. Phone lines are open to talk sports at 367-1240. Welcome back to Bayou Sports here on a big Tuesday, October the 10th. And uh, with that, towards uh, uh, ball games, uh, you know, in Oklahoma City last night, uh, the NBA still has their uh, – Preseason exhibition games taking on course. Victor Wambanyami uh, had 20 points last night against Chet Holgram, uh, who had 21. They put on a show in their NBA debuts last night. Uh, Of course, the Thunder won the preseason game by a score 122 to 121. And, of course, Victor Wembanyami uh, is the big name uh, in, in the NBA this year. He was the number overall draft pick by the Spurs, who took the 6'3 uh, Frenchman uh, to open up the year. Of course, Chad Holmgren, the fine player uh, out of, I believe he was out of uh, Gonzaga, was it, uh, playing uh, in his NBA debut last night. Uh, just uh, go, uh, going I heard uh, uh, Wembiana had a heck of a defensive game that he just he? showed off his chops uh, defensively there. Yeah, it's, it's going to be interesting to see. I think he's still 19 years old, uh, opening his NBA career last night in an exhibition game. But uh, he'll be something to watch in the course of the year. And again, uh, uh, as the, the uh, Spurs have uh, another big man, as they had the Twin Towers for many years uh, with uh, the Admiral along with uh, 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 Tim Duncan out of Wake Forest. Anyway, in the meantime, uh, just other news. Uh, you know, last night a couple brothers, Daniel uh, and, uh, and Anders Carlson, faced off in Monday Night Football. A lot of people didn't see that, but uh, the two brothers are field goal kickers. And uh, Anders uh, went two for two. Uh, won the field goal batter, but his brother Daniel, playing for the Raiders, got the win last night uh, in that regard. Also, uh, in other uh, sporting world news, uh, you know, six years ago today, the 28th-ranked United States men's team lost to the 99th-ranked Trinidad team in soccer by a score of two to run, resulting in the Americans missing the World Cup for the first time in 32 years. And I remember that uh, match uh, uh, where I can't believe I can't believe 
the United States got beat by Trinidad. But things like that happened, and uh, also with that. Also in this date in 04, uh, the Patriots beat the Dolphins for their 19th straight victory, including the playoffs, breaking the record for the longest winning streak in NFL history. Also on this date in 2011, NBA Commissioner David Stern canceled the first two weeks of the season amid the league's fourth lockout with 66 games lost. And that season began on a uh, basically uh, Christmas Day. Anyway, going to watch with the Orioles on the brink. You know, uh, Orioles face uh, the Rangers tonight over in Arlington down 0-2 as the number one seed looks to avoid getting swept for the first uh, time in 500 in 13 days. So Baltimore has a 91 straight series of two or more games without getting swept, which is the third longest in Major League Baseball history. Uh, So to keep an eye on that tonight, Jeff, uh, that'll be interesting uh, with that. And meanwhile, with the Diamondbacks have won four straight playoff games for the first time since 01 when they went on to win the World Series. And I'm pretty sure beat the Yankees uh, in that series uh, that year. So, uh, Interesting. Uh, we'll see how that's all going to take place uh, with baseball this afternoon. So uh, uh, in the meantime, elsewhere, uh, of course, as always, uh, today in sports history uh, here on October 10th. And back in 1904, Boston pitchers achieved. You ready? They threw 148 complete games, which is an American League record. And I think that's a sure set that that record will never be beaten again. No, not you uh, can put with that away. Game. That's right. Also in 1916, in Game Three at uh, at Ebbets, uh, Charlie Ebbets become the first owner to raise the price of the World Sick Series grandstand seats. You ready? Up to five dollars from three dollars. Wow, I wonder what they'd be today. A few hundred, or if not a thousand, in some instances. Elsewhere, in 1923, the Yankees and the Giants, uh, the first teams to play each other in three consecutive World Series games. Giants win Game One, uh, five to four. But the first World Series game played at Yankee Stadium, also that particular day. Also in 1926, the Cardinals beat the Yankees three to two at Sportsman's Park for a four games to three series victory. In the World Series in that year, 1926, ended when Babe Ruth was thrown out trying to steal second base for the third out in the, in the uh, ninth inning. Uh, and that's how the Cardinals uh, won their first championship ever. Also in this date, 1945, the Detroit Tigers beat the Cubs 9-8 to to Wrigley Field to clinch their series four games to uh, three. That was the Tigers' second championship ever. And as I mentioned yesterday, Ty Cobb played in three straight World Series. The Tigers never... It, Cobb never achieved a uh, a ring and uh, winning a World Series. Also in 1951, the World Series, two-time defending champs, Yank beat the Giants at Yankee Stadium 4-2 for a victory. Uh, MVP of the series, uh, the scooter, Phil Rizzuto, was a shortstop for the Yankees who uh, ended up being the MVP. Also in this date in 1956, Yogi Berra's two homers. The Yanks beat the Dodgers 9-0 at Game 7 at Ebbets Field. Of course, the MVP of that series, Don Lawson, who pitched the only perfect game in Major League Baseball World Series history. Also in 57, the Braves beat the Yankees 5-0 at Yankee Stadium to clinch their series uh, four games to three. MVP, uh, Lou Burdett won all three games for the Braves that year as they went on to win the World Series. And the next year, the Yankees beat the Braves in the World Series in 58. Also in 68, the Tigers beat the Cardinals 4-1 to in Bush Stadium to clinch their series four games to three. Mickey Lolich won three games in that series, beat Bob Gibson in the seventh game, and a misplayed fly ball in center field by Kirk Flood, who was a Golden Glover. 
gave the uh, Tigers the World Series as they go on to win 4-1 to that day. Elsewhere in 1973, the Mets beat the Cincinnati Reds three games to two to win the National League Championship Series. They go on to play in the World Series against the A's, which they were defeated. Also in this date, 1976, you ready? Greece is 98-year-old Dimitri, Dimitri Tron Yard, Yard, I gotta help me, Yard Dennis is the oldest man to complete in a, compete in a marathon. If you're ready, it took him seven hours and 33 minutes, uh, seven hours and 33 minutes to complete the 26-mile, uh, 385-yard uh, marathon. 98 years old. Amazing. Uh, amazing. You're right. Should be inspiration to us all. Oh, uh, I don't even know if I can uh, walk uh, <laughs> 26 miles. Anyway, and also back in 1980, American League Championship, the Kansas City Rawls beat the New York Yankees three games to none. But uh, the Rawls were beaten by the Phillies who I think won their first World Series ever that year in 1980. Also uh, in 1982 in the American League Championship, the Brewers beat the California Angels three games to two. And, of course, the Brewers go on to lose the uh, World Series in seven, seven games to the St. Louis Cardinals. Also in this date, 1994, the New York Giants retire Lawrence Taylor's number 56. And, you know, the Saints had a chance to draft him, but he went number two. Uh, the Saints took George Rogers, who played, did well for three years with the Saints, but ended up trading him to the Redskins. Also, birthdays today. Born in 1920, uh, the first, uh, one of the first players in the South to win the Heisman Trophy is Frank Sinkowich. Uh, won the Heisman at Georgia in 1942. He was also the NFL draft pick number one uh, for them. Uh, and believe it or not, he was born in Storjak, Croatia, back in uh, uh, that year, 1920. He passed away, Frank Sinkowicz, uh in 1990. Also born today, Brent Favre, the Packers Super Bowl champ, was born in Gulfport, Mississippi uh, with Brent Favre. Also born in this day in 1974, Dale Earnhardt Jr., auto racer, team owner, and broadcaster of winning the Daytona 500 uh, oh, about 20 years ago, a Bush Series champ, born in Kannapolis, uh, North Carolina, passing away on this date. One, uh, one great Astro baseball player and dying in 2004, Kim, Kim Samanetti, uh, the Astro third baseman, uh, NL MVP in 96, dies of a drug overdose at 41 yeah. years of age. Wow. Elsewhere on this date, passing away on this date, uh, we all knew him uh, as uh, Mongo uh, <laughs> is just a pawn in life. Alex Karras passed away on this day back in uh, 2012, died of kidney failure back in uh, that date uh, at 77 years of age. And the quote of the day, Vince Scully said it best. He said, Bob Gibson pitches like he's double parked. <laughs> And Gibson did. You go see him pitch. He get the ball back from the catcher, and uh, let's go. I'm ready to throw another one. But uh, that's today in sports history, Jeff, here on a big uh, October the 10th, uh, a Tuesday, uh, here at Kane Radio FM 107.5 AM 1240. One note uh, I did see, and uh, I have a special interest in this uh, because the Vikings play the Bears. Looks like Justin Jefferson's going on injured reserve, and Going to be out a minimum four games. Former LSU Tiger was having a great year, but uh, pulled up a little lame uh, this past weekend. So, again. Yeah, hamstring, um, you said, huh? I, I didn't say, I, uh, but uh, they may have said that. Yeah, hamstring, I think. Uh, and also, a little breaking news I saw earlier. 
Running for the empty seat in California's uh, Senate race, Steve Garvey at 74 has I, announced I his candidacy. He, I, I think I had heard that earlier, that he was thinking about running. So Anyway, he uh, announced his candidacy this morning. Uh, of course, that was 6 o'clock. If it's 8 o'clock here, you know, or maybe late yesterday afternoon, I didn't see. But uh, unbelievable. At 74 years old, wants to jump into that particular game. Good luck. In that regard. So you already ruined uh, my 1984. So um, Oh, true. This yeah. is true. with the, with the Game four. Oh, yeah. Game yes. four when they were still best of five. I can still see him pumping his yep. fist. You exactly. Know. Lee Smith hands on his hips. Turn around like, what the? Yeah. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. I can remember that series. Of course, Leon Durham letting that ball yep. go through his Absolutely. legs. Absolutely. Everyone had some uh, blame to share except Rick. Rick Sutcliffe, he was fantastic. Yeah, he did have a, just a great year for the Cubs that year. All right. Anyway, today in sports history, Jeff, uh, of course, uh, football games tonight, baseball games this afternoon and tonight. So a lot going on, the NHL season uh, cranking it up. A lot going on in sports uh, this week. Absolutely. A lot of things converging. This is that time of year. Uh, you get a couple of times a year where so much converges. Uh, you, plenty of Plenty of games to watch. Thanks to our guest today, Terry Martin, head coach over at Lauraville. Tomorrow we're joined by two head coaches, or at least scheduled to be, uh, Rick Hudson at Highland Baptist, Artie Lauza at Delcom. We'll look forward to that and more tomorrow. As always, Bayou Sports brought to us by Jacob Landry, candidate for state representative in District 49, L.A. Classic Roofing, the Headache and Pain Center, Cane Road Golf and Turf Club, and the Schwing Insurance Agency.